T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great edition of The Connection. I am proud to be one of your hosts and a person in recovery, and my name is... Anne Baldwin. And I am Lisa DeManis Lapori, CEO from The Connection. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's just so great to be here. And, you know, I got to tell you, I'm going to be celebrating an anniversary next month. Oh, yeah. Tell eight years. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'll have Congratulations. I'll get my eight year chip or coin or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, people in the program understand this. I mean, I had like five 24 hour chips, which I'm not proud of. But so that's if you've got 24 hours of sobriety, you can get a chip. You're not you're only supposed to get one of those. You're supposed to move up from there to a month. To a month. <laughs> but you know what? As long as you got it and you put one day exactly. together, exactly. good for you. So what I did is I had this great picture of me out on a lake, and my back is is to the camera, and my hands are in the air, and it just was like it was a glorious day. So I had that blown up, and I take my coins, and I've just hot glued them around oh, the frame that. of that and I have it in my office at home and I just love it and I'm so excited but the only thing is they'll hand you a coin when you get it uh-huh. but I have to make sure I get the right color because I've got a color scheme going see there's a lot of gold ones and <laughs> yellow ones and and blue and red so I've got to make sure it goes with my color scheme so and I when I go get chips I get two one for me and one for my mom she keeps my chips too she does yeah that's, awesome. that's so great isn't that fun I love that yeah She's been one of my biggest supporters among many. So, um, yeah, I get two, and she looks forward, and it's always in March um, around her birthday time. When's your mom's birthday? March 28th. My my mom's is the 20th. Wow, isn't that funny? That is. We love our moms. Yes, they're amazing. They are. It's great to have a great relationship with a mom. There's nothing like it. But anyway, so we got a lot to get to today, and of course, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening, and today we're speaking with Tiffany McCarthy. She's from Family and Children's Agency, that's FCA, and uh, she's one of your partners at The Connection. Yes. Hi, Tiffany. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Tiffany um, has been a really integral part in her agency with the Supportive Housing for Families programs. We've been a partner now for many years, and it's been a really wonderful partnership. And, you know, I think FCA is really the epitome of what it really means to have a strong collegial relationship with a professional organization that has similar missions and does amazing work. And we've been really blessed to, you know, work with you over the years. And I'm so happy you're on the show today to Thank tell you. us about Thank the you. work that you're doing and the great work that journey we've been that doing. We're on. So Tiffany, what does FCA do and what is supporting supportive housing? So Family and Children's Agency does um, many um, different programs that support uh, individuals, families, 
Um, we have um, services that range from working with brand new families all the way through um, seniors and um, providing support in home and then in our, um, you know, in our own agency um, doing clinical support in our behavioral health. With supportive housing, um, as Lisa said, we work very closely with the connection. And on some days, it's it's hard to tell that, you know, who's connection staff and who's family and children's staff because of the really hard, um, you know, work that we're doing together. You're a team. Of, you're a team. We're absolutely. a cohesive team. And, and Completely. That's... And we, we, you know, just as Lisa was saying, you know, it, it, we so value this um, connection that we have together and the ability to do such powerful work for families that really, you know, without housing, you know, many families right. can't move on in their own journey to be able to, you know, get their children back and, you know, really start to, you know, see life differently. You know, it's interesting that you say that because we just downloaded from Connecticut Television Network one of the Connections clients that testified um, before a subcommittee on nonprofits. And she was talking about, and it was just a tearjerker, you know, how she had addiction issues and how she was homeless and she lost custody of all four of her kids. And it wasn't until she found the connection and more importantly, she found housing that she could actually put her life back together because it can be overwhelming, right? Yes. If you don't have a roof over your head. You know, that's got to be, you know, part of step one or one step two. So it was so cool that once she said she has a home, she's finishing up her degree, she's got all four of her kids back, you know, she's in recovery. And those are the kinds of success stories that you, you know, really aim to accomplish, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say supportive housing, I'm going to ask the tough question that people out there listening might ask. Does that mean low-income housing? So what we're able to provide is a temporary subsidy, housing subsidy, that um, goes towards the um, the rent that someone has on their unit. And um, so it's it's significant subsidy that's able to support them so that as they look at, you know, what they want to achieve, you know, it, whether that's through employment or education so that they can get better employed, um, we are able to support the, really the the bulk of their housing cost for their rent. Um, but it's not even just that. I mean, obviously, that's very of course, enormous. That's huge, yeah. But we also are able to provide um, intensive case management. So we're supporting that beauty. family on their road to self-sufficiency, on their road to success. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that one thing that I've learned in my years working with families is that sometimes you know, there's the thought that success needs to be this enormous picture of success and for some families it's not that you know we have to really cheer on those small steps towards the ultimate goal of success Um, and that's what we do day in and day out with our families you know we were just had someone on the show previously that was talking about you know he worked at a uh, Dunkin Donuts and everybody wore brown shirts and he wanted to get to the white shirt which meant he had moved up and then he went to another job and he wanted the red shirt which meant he was a manager right those are that those were his goals and when you have a goal like that and he met those goals mm. you know it's like my goal is going to be different than your goal that's going to be different mm-hmm. than somebody else's goal and if you don't have that goal and get to that step 
that can be really a barrier to getting to the next step and the next step. And we want people in our society to be productive citizens, right? Absolutely. We don't want to just throw money at them and say, here, live in this house and we'll take care of everything. Mm -hmm. That's not how you operate, is it? Mm -hmm. No. And I think, you know, besides us wanting that, the families that we work with want that. They want to know that what they're doing is going to make a difference for their family. You know, um, we really work to, you know, empower them, you know, to meet those goals, to look at, you know, what they can do now that is going to create long-term success for them. Um, And, you know, families, I think, unfortunately, there are people that they are working with that don't necessarily share the same philosophy or or the level that we do. Um, So I think that's another important piece of what we're able to provide them is that hope that, you know, where they are now is not necessarily where they're going to be, you know, even, you know, in a few weeks. Um, and to go back to the point, housing is, is where we start um, with them, you know, to be able to get them settled. Um, in my role at Family and Children's Agency, I oversee um, various programs that work in home with parents and families who have the, the Department of Children and Families involved with them. And so, understandably, that can be very stressful, you know, to have, um, you know, know, that type of um, oversight in your family, Mm -hmm, really. mm -hmm. And when we meet with families where housing is an issue, you know, you can't really even begin the process of working on what they need to do to strengthen their family. If they don't know where their family's going to live, you know, in the coming days, that's a huge barrier to the work that we do. So to have a program like Supportive Housing for Families is, is immense. So the way that our partnership began with Family um, and Children's Agency is when we started uh, close to 20 years ago, the Supportive Housing for Families program, it was very small, and now it's very huge. And it's grown substantially over these years. As the, the program grew and we were going statewide, we knew that we couldn't do this work alone. And we looked for similar organizations in Connecticut that could assist and had expertise in working with families and children, et cetera. Hey, that's your name, Family and Children's Agency. Um, so we made the connection together. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm on. Bada bing, right. bada boom. Okay. Hey, I had to throw that in there. But truthfully, um, we've been a partner now with uh, Family and Children's for a very long time. They've been with us on this journey. And so what we do is contract out a part of the program in the area um, where their agency is located, which they'll talk about in, a mo- in you know Fairfield County. Um, and they do amazing work. And so we're really grateful that the work can continue statewide and a part of it, um, a portion of it is, you know, going where Tiffany and her group. So Tiffany, tell, tell our listeners out there a little bit more about Family and Children's Agency and where are you located in the state? So we're located in Norwalk. So we're down in Lower Fairfield County. And so um, we service people um, in the Lower Fairfield County area. It depends on our program. Um, as Lisa mentioned, in um, Supportive Housing for Families, our families can go be anywhere from um, Stratford and Bridgeport all the way down to Greenwich. Um, primarily, we get the families that are looking to live um, in you know, Greenwich, Stanford, um, Norwalk area. Um, but other programs that we have, um, it might be in our foster care program, we have um, foster care children in our licensed homes, you know, throughout um, the region. 
Um, and foster care is one of our, our largest uh, programs at our agency. Um, and we're very proud of the work that we're doing with children who are um, medically complexed or have other um, specialized needs that we can help support them in their placement. Um, we also do uh, services for um, homeless individuals. We're able to offer them um, housing opportunities. We have um, a, a community center that we run seven days a week so that they have a place to go. So if they're living in one of the local shelters during the day, they don't have to be on, you know, out in the cold, especially, you know, during this winter. Um, and they have a place to go and get support services, case management, um, linkage to community agencies. I think that's one of the things that within our programs we do very well is if we can't accommodate someone's needs within our own services. Right, you find you someone know, again. Yeah. And you know, that's when I talk to people, you know, especially in my world of recovery and things, accessing programs, you know, you, you know how to get from point A to point B. You know, it's hard sometimes if you're just going on the Internet or you ask somebody and you're trying to get a hold of help or support or services. So to go through an agency, I think, makes life a lot easier. So, Tiffany, you talked about a lot of the affordable housing that you provide in Fairfield County and down in the Norwalk area. Is there enough available? I mean, I remember back in my news days and news stories on Not In My Backyard and, you know, you said a lot of these people want to live in Fairfield County. I mean, how can you accommodate that? Well, you know, it can be challenging on some days. We have a wonderful network of landlords that we work with, though, um, that we are um, really happy that they understand, you know, the importance of our families living in safe, affordable housing. Um, you know, obviously, we don't give details to them mm -hmm. of these family situations, but certainly, you know, we, we are providing part of their rent so that they know that services are involved. They know that someone's in the home every week with the, with the families helping support them. And, um, I think that, you know, that's a huge piece of the work that my staff do is to really cultivate those relationships just as they do with, you know, with the families providers themselves. and, and right. families. So is it section eight? It's not, but very often there are units that would also be used for Section 8. It's scattered site housing. So basically we go out and we look for units that would fall within the um, the uh, rental guidelines for um, whatever size the unit is, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, and work with the landlord on um, having that unit inspected. So the connection has a wonderful um, group of inspectors that come out and um, see that's where it's you right. know so it's, it's FCA and, yeah. and the connection we're always working together and and it, and it, it it's awesome because we you know we really um, rely on our you know the staff that the connection provides to us you know to do things like the inspections or if something comes up in a in a unit while we're working in it we can always call the inspector or one of the other housing folks that um is um, part of the connection to figure out how, what's our next move. You know, um, a perfect example, I think, is, is you know, in the last um, week, we had that big nor'easter last week, oh, uh, yeah. end of last week. Nightmare. Well, we had a tree that came down very close to one of our, um, one of our units, you know, and so the relationship we have with the landlord, you know, we were able to um, help our client who was already talking with the landlord that's a big piece too like how do we we don't want to just enable 
you know, clients to have other people do for them. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Right. So we empower them. So one of the things in that instance is that, you know, our our client had already called, reached out to the landlord. We're helping with some of that communication about the logistics of getting this tree cut down. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise she can't get in and out of her unit. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. Um, so, um, but it's a that good would reality be, check. It's yeah. a, you know, just like anything else. You know, the sink is dripping, figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Or exactly. You know, making doctor's appointments. I mean, these are all logistics and Absolutely. things that if you haven't been living your you know, the real world life, then you don't really know how to do those things. So I think that's a great thing. I wanna before we're about in the middle of this program, I wanna give people information on would they go through the connection for your services or how does that work? That's well, a- yes, but also um we want to talk, and also uh, we want folks to be able to, from Fairfield County, to call FCA and also learn about their services. So, so where would people reach out if they're interested? So we, um, one of the great places to find information for Family and Children's Agency is our website, which is familyandchildrensagency.org. Um, and that really explains all the, the um, various aspects of the services that we're doing. Um, we have adoption services, foster care, as I said, um, behavioral health services, um, services that are target our young families. Um, in my family support programs, as I said, we work with families that are involved with the Department of Children and Family on some level. They may have their children with them still, or they, they might not have mm-hmm. their children, and we're helping them to reunify with their right. children. We offer support to relative caregivers and our caregiver support teams, which is um, so crucial. Um, and I think one of the things that's really cool also about the work that we do in support of housing is that there's a lot of overlap with our other programs. So for example, um, we might have uh, a parent in our Supportive Housing for Families program that was referred from the Department of Children and Families who has um, a child that is in placement, whether it's a a relative caregiver or a a traditional foster care placement. Um, So where I sit, I have both programs. Mm -hmm. So I have our you know, our Supportive Housing for Families program, but I also have our um, Caregiver Support Team program, as well as our Reunification uh, Therapeutic Family Time program. We have lots of long names. We use acronyms, but right. we try not to use right, them in right. this setting. You know, it gets confusing. <laughs> it gets very confusing. So, um, you know, it's really great because you can really, you know, link all of these services together to create such a great safety net for these families while also helping them in their journey right and you might not even know what their needs are until you get into it but i gotta tell you sitting on this side of this radio program you do a lot of what the connection does so it sounds to me like why aren't you competitors well i mean we we could be and i suppose if you look at it everyone you know we're competing if there's rfps or things going out Mm -hmm. however we i know that we believe this and i know tiffany that you believe this and please, you know, speak about it. We are really in this work together and we need to be sharing resources because there are things that we do with the connection that FCA does not typically do and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So these amazing services that FCA have, we would be, we could, you know, and we do refer clients to their agency and vice versa. We're in this work together. We're not competing for treating a specific Joe Smith it's like who can serve Joe Smith better and how do we work together to provide the services that one of us may or may not do 
and fill sort of that gap in. You and know what? And that says to me too, that means that you're doing this for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not a money grab. You know, it's not for reimbursements are important to keep you in business, but you're doing it for the people. You're doing it to improve lives and make people more productive. It improves lives because I I do believe that, you know, we'll see clients circle through Connecticut and see the same client come through, et cetera. But we really need to collaborate, especially now more than ever, which we've been doing anyway together with FCA because funding is drying up mm-hmm. because the clients are getting harder to deal with and we need to come up with creative solutions on how we're going to you know really work on this issue in Connecticut of mental health and substance abuse and homelessness and the needs of children and foster care etc and we can't do that alone so I feel that the more partnerships we have mm-hmm. like we do with FCA the stronger our organization is and our state is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because it, and that's all you know we talk about opioid addiction and we talk about you know that's the big headline now you know that's a problem but there's so many other issues that are related to that and if I can editorialize these opinions are my own not necessarily of those in the audience or the studio but I'm hoping after this current administration specifically our governor goes that the next person sitting in that seat will get it because you can't keep cutting these programs and hoping that people just figure it out like you said Lisa you're already working collaboratively with other agencies we know that so how much more can you cut you know the legs off of these programs and start really focusing on what's going to make our state better and more productive because right now it's a mess but here's the other thing that I think is really uh, important for our listeners to hear, and this is really true. It's not a sales pitch when I'm going to say. It's reality. We know for a fact that the clients that we're serving are improving. We know that we're actually saving money in the state because st- clients are getting better. They're not going back into the system. And we know that for supportive housing because we had a large study done many years ago where link numbers of our DCF uh, clients were looked at over seven years. And there was a very, like they were shocked, the state, that so little folks were going back in. So we were stopping generational cycles of abuse, right? But we know how beneficial the services are that we're providing, FCA, The Connection, and other of our sister programs out there. There, we have wait lists, like I'm sure you do at FCA, yes. that are ridiculous. So we're not even touching the mm-hmm. tip of the iceberg. What do your wait lists look like? In your- we have significant wait lists, you know, in our behavioral health um, programs. Um, even in my um, family support programs, you know, we are, are finding that we are at capacity more than ever, you know, and our utilization rates are over 100% you wow. know, at this point. Um, and I think, you know, we just sustained some cutting to our um, substance abuse program. Um, and, you know, to your point, there, there continues to be a huge epidemic that we are facing in, well, the country, right? right. Not even just the so, state. And, and you know, at some point, the, the creativity of, of programs to look at how they are, you know, running programs and how are they going to sustain these cuts. I mean, that only goes so so long, right? Absolutely. You, I mean, and there needs got, to be funds for these services. Uh, and that's one of my, that's what, that's really hits a nerve with me because you've got proven results. Mm-hmm. It's working. And you've got wait lists for people that want what everybody else wants, you and, know? And let me tell you this, Anne, about wait lists. When you get on a wait list, it means that you've been approved 
to be in whatever specific program it and is. And then you still got to wait in line. Well, that's my point. It's not like it's a fake wait list where I call high bubble. Okay, you're on this wait list. No, you've gone through all the checks to make sure that you actually would be admitted into the program. So mm-hmm. imagine that. Imagine who we're turning away that aren't on the wait list for whatever reason, yeah. right? Good point. Very valid point, yes. Yeah, sounds like a movie I just watched with the VA where people need these services and they just you just can't get in. There's no access. Mm-hmm. So why are we continuing to cut them when they should be funded? But like I said, maybe there's hope ahead. I hope, I hope so. You know, so. if you just keep doing the right thing and, and that's, all you, that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. I do want to give folks a number if you're looking for you know, services or support for yourself or someone else that you know and you want to reach out to The Connection, their website is The Connection Inc., all one word, theconnectioninc.org, and they also have a toll-free helpline, 855-435-7955 is the number. And again, we're talking with uh, Tiffany McCarthy from Family and Children's Agency. So where where are we headed? What's your what's your goal? How do you think the future looks? I mean, we kind of talked about it with budget cuts, but it's like education. You know what? You, you can't just keep demanding that things get better and then not fund it. It's what we call an unfunded mandate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in, in terms of uh, supportive housing for families, you know, we, we recognize that there are still families, despite their best efforts, are not going to probably be able to reach a level of self-sufficiency that's going to allow them to support their housing needs. We have, I met with someone recently who by was an outstanding example of the efforts that um, they put towards self-sufficiency. And, you know, as a result is going to be leaving our program successfully, being able to support their housing. Will it be, you know, will it be challenging at times? Of course. I think it's challenging across the state. Everyone's facing challenges in, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting, you know, their financial needs. But um, with regard to our most vulnerable folks in supportive housing um, and people who are on the wait list, you know, I think being able to identify, you know, funds that are going to allow for some permanent housing opportunities to happen for the people who truly need it. You mm-hmm. know, I think that there are people out there that are going to be able to meet their self-sufficiency goals. Right. And, you know, but there are people that, that, that simply can't. can't. And right now we are we're looking at caseloads of people that, you know, at some point we, we have to determine next steps for them. Because we are a temporary program. Mm -hmm. And that's really challenging. And that's scary, not only for the clients, but, you know, quite frankly, it's scary for staff when we look at, you know, what's facing families. Um, And I I can speak to the families that I work with in my other family support programs at um, Family and Children's. It's, you know, it's a really challenging time because, you know, housing, um, um, child care, you know. So we talk about, well, you know, what's it going to take to be self-sufficient? Well, I need to get a job. Okay. What do you do what with do you your need, kids? What do you need to do to Especially get a job? Especially if they're not school age. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. for kids that are younger, you know, there there have been cuts to, you know, That's state right. programs like That's Care right. for Kids. You you don't have options, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's 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 just sort of a a loop that we're in that's really 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 challenging it's a vicious so. circle is what it is yeah. but you know you just keep doing the good job that you're doing with, with what you've got and keep fighting the big fight to you know restore resources and funding to some of these programs that i think have foolishly been cut and yeah. again that's my opinion so yeah. again thank you very much thank you and continued success and thank you for all the services that you're providing to thank these folks you. and changing lives that's what the story really yes. talks about thank you thank I'm you grateful very much. for our partnership Tiffany as we are
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really, it's been wonderful. So we can, we're going to continue this work together. Yes. You and I, <laughs> when the dust settles, yes. we're still going to be fighting that yeah. fight. Yeah. All right. We want to thank all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.